Look up there in the sky. It's a bird. A plane. It's Handsome Boys Comics Hour. Those boys are so handsome. duck one goose one weekly discussion of comics and nerd culture i am your host robbie dorman literature geek and writer and i'm your other host eric z goodnight professional artist and illustration nerd and we are the handsome boys comics hour your home for news reviews slightly antagonistic banter and much much more it's episode 121 eric it's like a palindrome or something there's i think they're called something different when they're numbers but i don't know what it is yeah it's a number drome there you go i think that's good that's good enough Mm -hmm. for our purposes yes or any purposes put that in a scientific journal (laughs) yes all those math journals Mm -hmm. just go oh it's a number drome of course yes (laughs) eric good night of the the pants of voice comics hour says it's a number drome Ergo, it's canon now. Is is canon a word they use in math? I hope so. I always I, 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 I do have lots of head canon. That's where seven, eight, nine happens. <laughs> There's some layers. I like that's. I know. I, I just. <laughs> I just. I just can't let it die. <laughs> I, had to, I had to. I had to work at that for a bit. I was like, oh, some gymnastics. So, guys, hey, Hansmites, how you guys doing out there? got a great episode i'm excited this week yes i'm excited to talk about our comics this week yeah you were telling me about it last night weren't you i was we we were at an event last night together we'll probably talk about it a bit later it was not uh it was not an orgy so everyone calm down well last night wasn't robbie (laughs) we got uh some punisher to talk about we're gonna talk about that a little bit later punisher max garth ennis um i'm really excited to talk about that Mm, I, I'm I'm really looking forward to Eric because I don't his reaction last night when I was just mentioned it was interesting. Yeah, I made a face and I'm like, okay, good. I like that. Interesting. <laughs> this is, it's, it's gonna be fun. It's, yeah, it's gonna be something. We're gonna talk about it. Uh, before that, uh, we have some comics that came out this week to talk about, don't we, Eric? This this very week. This well, this past week. Yeah, I mean, we are we're not in the future, but you know, the well, last one. I I I. It is a booster gold scenario. Oh, is it? Me. For me, yeah. Oh, okay. I'm from your future. Now I'm a little scared to ask any more questions about it. I, I, I'm I a little scared to answer them, so it's okay. Okay. Well, let's get right to it. It is time for Weekly Floppies. Weekly Floppies is the part of the show where Eric and I will review this week's books, tell you to buy or do not buy them. Uh, there's often a mush meter involved. Which, uh, goes from one to five. There's also, there's, I, I, we, we have gone on, we've done decimals. That's usually from averages though, right? I think we generally mm-hmm. try and keep it whole numbers. Yes, we try and keep it whole numbers, but when you divide by two, sometimes you get half. Sometimes. Uh, but, uh, this week, I'm really excited, especially our first comic. I, I really am excited to talk about it. It is The Vision, number one. From Marvel, um, one of their all-new, all-different books, written by Tom King, art Gabriel Hernandez-Walta, Jordi Belair on colors, Clayton Cowles doing letters, and production 
Um, we, 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 this was a little bit, uh, you saw a little bit of this, like the kind of the zero issue kind of for this, uh, in that point, in that numbers, the all new, all different zero issue, I think it was, wasn't it? Point zero or something like that? The numbering was strange. I don't recall, I mean, I remember us reading one, but I don't remember there being one about vision. It was the, him and, him telling Scarlet Witch that he had erased his memory. Hmm. And that was in the Avengers? I don't remember. Regardless, this is number one. Um, I'm going to put this right... This is... Trying to, I don't know, give you a a brief pitch of this is like the Vision starting his own weird family and moving into suburbia. Mm-hmm. Um, that does not do it justice. Um, I, I really like this comic. I really enjoyed this. I read it a few times. Um, what do you think, Eric? Uh, it's, it's... I mean, it's thoroughly excellent. It's... Uh... It, it's it's one of those things that never fails to make me interest uh, interested which is a uh it's it's like a it's like a think piece on the nature of ai yeah you know and 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 in a look into vision's character and this incredibly weird family that he he has i wish they would explain why he has a wife and two kids yeah, not, they they've not really gone into it too too much in this issue. No, you only get hints here and there mm-hmm. about why, like they, and that's part of the mystery. There's a lot of questions here, a lot of like, what's no, what's exactly going on? Because mm-hmm. like, and that's one of the things I like about this. It's not spoon feeding you things. It is, you know, you start in media res, you start. It's already happened. Trying to figure out what's going on. Um. It's there's nothing else in superhero comics like this right now. No, this is very different from everything else. Yeah, it's not fraction like. It's not like Batgirl. It's not like anything in Marvel or DC for that matter. It's mm-hmm. it's it reminded me a lot of a not I don't know, a lot but some of the Doctor Manhattan stuff in Watchmen. I think I could. Uh, I think if I feel you there. It's, it's got that 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 character detachment and that like intense like laser focus on minute like details how, yes about how people interact and just sort of not getting it yeah it, it, it'd be like if doc man dr manhattan kind of went the other way from mm-hmm. where he actually went you know he kind of yes. went we never really saw the part where he was like sort of having to fit in and this is like that where it's like this is him this is if you know this ai that has just recently wiped a lot of what made him, all his memories, what made him him, started over and wanted to become a normal person, but doesn't understand what normal is. And there's a lot of a lot of things laid out here. I'm this is the kind of comic that makes me excited to read comics because it's I was not expecting this, mm-hmm. and I could not suggest it more. I the art I we not mentioned uh, Waltz's art. He drew Magne- Magne- the Magneto. Uh, book that ah uh, yes and that was very good i really like it here uh the writing is really strong uh king had we've read we've read his grayson uh and like that and i like this more um i am a buy on this i will be reading every issue of this um i'm very excited about this comic i like it a lot you know something that uh if i can make an observation about uh walta I, I yes I, I I believe Volta. I don't I, yeah. I I don't think it's Volta. Volta. It is a it's an interesting name, Gabriel Hernandez Walta. Yeah, I'm really curious about that name. But 
that's neither here nor there. You know, something that I find that he does very well is like so much of this comic is very dull. Yeah. Uh, very, I mean, but that by design. Yeah, it's it's suburbia. It's housewives and, you know, like people like having dinner parties. And even even in the Magneto, even in Cullen Bunn's Magneto book, mm-hmm. there's a lot of sitting around and talking and, you know, it seems like this, but he manages to make it interesting and work. It's not very comic booky, but it tells a story and paints a scene really well. I think he's an excellent, an excellent choice for this book. Yeah, I, 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 I was looking forward to this. I didn't know what to expect. This surpassed all my expectations. Um, I, I honestly, it really struck me um, mm. when I read it. Um, I, I actually probably could, would consider this one of my favorite books of the. Uh, single issues that, that I it's that good to me. I like it that much. It's pretty incredible. I am eagerly anticipating number two. Yeah, they just murder Grim Reaper, and she's like, "Don't tell your father." <laughs> I, well, yeah, so, so weird. Grim Reaper didn't make it very long in the new, all new, different, all new, all new, all nope. different Marvel. He, he, nope. He, he, I believe he was killed in in uh in the Uncanny Avengers of before the before Secret Wars and. Mm. He comes and now bye bye. <laughs> don't think he may. I don't. They don't specifically say he's dead, but it seems like he is. Yeah, dead. he got his brains caved in with a cookie, a uh, cookie pan. Yeah, by uh, by uh, what's her what, what's her? Uh, I don't know. Name? It's a V name. They're all V's. Virginia, actually, isn't it? Virginia. Okay, Virginia Vision, and Vision's name is c- confirmed by uh, Tom King on Twitter. Is Vision Vision? That's so funny. <laughs> Um, but I'm a buy. That's not clear. Vision yeah. number one. I like that you like it. So you you like it even more than I do. Yeah, I I like it as much as like I think I like this comic as much as I can like a comic. Honestly, it's it is certainly very good, and I'm excited about the next one. But you're you're taking it to the next level. I am. I am. Yeah. No, I'm a I'm a strong buy on it. Yeah. it it's being everyone online is like, yeah, this is a great comic. So, but buy double buy. Vision number one. If you haven't, go get it, please. I beg. Uh, our our next book is another number one from Marvel. It is Drax, number one, written by CM Punk and Colin Bunn. Art Scott Hepburn. Colors Matt Miller. Letter and production. Again, Clayton Cowles. Um, you may notice I said the, the name CM Punk on that. I, I did the see former, that. The former WWE superstar and heavyweight champion. Uh, now uh, going to be an MMA fighter at some point uh, is uh, he had, he had written a couple one shot things here and there for Marvel. Um, it also contributed to that remember that weird Vertigo like sports quarterly thing we read. Yeah, I remember seeing his name pop up a little. You know, he, very sparsely. Yeah, he had written. I think we, he wrote one of the stories on that or co wrote it or something. Um, but this is a uh, Drax finally uh, finishing off. That'll let every member of the Guardians now has their own, has now has their own solo book. You gonna make it, Eric? I'm trying not to cough into the microphone. I, I appreciate it. Uh, so we had Rocket Raccoon, we had Groot, Star Lord. Um, I, I think Ben Grimm is now a Guardians, a Guardian, but he doesn't have his own book yet. I'm dead. You're dead. Sorry. Oh no. Yeah. That's not good. You should drink some water. I think that's what killed me. Oh, no. It's, it's all this water drinking. Uh-oh. Uh, From now on, it's nothing but whiskey. But of all the members that have had solo books, Drax is the one I'm like, I could least see it working. Because he's not necessarily a nuanced character. You know, 
he's just a big green guy who likes to murder stuff. Um, he has a big grudge against Thanos, of course, and that's kind of where we see him go. You know, oh, the, the, all the Guardians are kind of going off their own direction. He's like, I'm going to go kill Thanos. I'm going to do my thing. Um, but as this book went on, I think, I don't know, I, I kind of liked it a little bit. Like, it has a lot of character in it. Like a little like space odd. I I don't know. It's not particular. It's not necessarily special in any way, but I still think I like it. Well, you know, it takes a character that is probably everyone's least favorite and manages to make him interesting and endearing. And it's I don't know. It's a fun book. It's funny. The art works really well for the story. Yeah, it does. It it manages to give him a lot of character, and I think it 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 helps that it makes him a little more animalistic looking like he looks like a gorilla or something mm-hmm. and i think that that sort of it it makes him endearing you know it's kind of adorable yeah and it's not it's not taking itself seriously mm-hmm. like he has he has like this you know the big battle with the spaceships but they all these mercenaries like leave him alone because they think it's his ship is worthless right like, you know it's like a lot of him him being self-serious and everyone else not treating him like the threat he might be um and it, it's I don't know. I I don't know if I would say this is like a top, you know, top tier go buy. You need to go read this book, but for a fun space adventure, I think like it's all these guardians, all these guardian character books. I don't necessarily think any of them are like, oh, you need to read it. But if this is what you want, it fits the bill. Um, it, it's there's nothing like everything about it is executed, you know, very cleanly and mm-hmm. concisely. Um, so I, I'm a buy. I'm gonna say I'm a buy. I'm a pretty confident buy on it. Yeah. I mean, I I very much I I I think the art is very strong and it's stylized in ways that I really enjoy. I think it's as good as it's just I I like it better. I don't remember really liking the Rocket comic that much, but I think I like this more. Okay. I remember I remember liking Groot quite a lot, and I think it's it's as good as Groot. Yeah, I can I'll back you up on that. It's as good as yeah. Groot. I agree with that. Yeah, it's um, good. Yeah. And I and I liked Groot and I like this. Yeah. It's 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 a fun like all these are nice fun space adventure books, you know. Mm-hmm. This is I think this one's going to end up I don't know. Uh this is probably going to be a little bit more more punchy. Yep. than Groot was. Um but still bye. So double bye. Drax number 1. Again, that it, I it it met it met all my expectations. Uh, our final book, I, I, we did three Marvel books this week because, uh, this is a, a sort of a, I don't even know what, a, a kind of anticipated book. Um, but it's Uncanny X-Men number 600. Obviously, it is not actually number, it, it, I think if you looked at all the X-Men books ever, I think this ends up being the 600th, and that's why it was called that, but it's the last X-Men book that Bendis is gonna write, at least for the foreseeable future. And it has a whole bunch of different artists in it, and it is kind of wrapping up everything that he did with all new X-Men, Uncanny X-Men, and every, all the miscellaneous things he did, tying in, he tied in Guardians of the Galaxy, his Guardians of the Galaxy run with it as well. Uh, I'll read all the artists. Let's see. Sarah Pacelli, Mahmoud Azrar, Stuart Immerman, Tris Anka, Chris Bacalo, David Marquez, and Fraser Irving, Inks, Wade Ton, Wade Von Grawbadger, Tim Townsend, Mark Irwin, Colors, Marte Gracia, Jason Keith, Chris Bacalo, Fraser Irving. Um, it, it's kind of trying, it's mostly putting a bow on a lot mm-hmm. of the stuff that, oh, the arcs that Ben has introduced in those, the mostly in all new and uncanny X Men, with the uh, the you know the original five coming to our time period, and um, I don't, did, we never really talked about Iceman being gay. Yeah, we never really mentioned it. 
because that like that's and I I because it we weren't follow like all new X Men was so kind of con- continuity heavy within its own book. It was kind of hard to jump in and out of that that run without not knowing what was going on. Um, but there was a big kerfuffle long ago when they the young Bobby mm-hmm. kind of Jean Grey kind of. I don't know. I think they painted that she accidentally kind of figured out that he was gay. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of, there was a big internet thing about it, like force outrage. Uh, and this book kind of actually even like, there's a lot of discussion about that online about, well, what does that mean about modern, like the current older Bobby Iceman? And this book just confirms, yeah, he's gay. Like his young self is gay. He's also gay. Um, do you have any kind of feelings one way or the other about this, Eric? I have stronger feelings about the cargo shorts that he's wearing in this book. <laughs> yeah. No, I, would, I, no would think, I do. Yeah, I would think he would wear something not better than cargo shorts, honestly. I, uh, cargo shorts. Sh- cargo shorts, uh, they shout, I am a generic male. Uh, it also shouts, I'm straight and ignorant. Well, maybe it's part of the cover. I, I guess so. I mean, that's the only way I can spin it. But yeah, I don't. I, I guess I never really had that many, that much affection or connection even to, like, Iceman. I thought, he's fine. He's a fine character. Mm-hmm. He's always, like, you know, he's always the playful, one of the playful X-Men, uh, especially the original five. Yes. He was always the, you know, the jokester. He was, like, the Human Torch. There was always that fun interaction with Iceman and Human Torch where, you know, they had opposite elements, but they're both the same kind of attitude. Um, But I don't, him being gay does not. I don't, it doesn't bother me. I mean, it's, it's, and it's perfectly reasonable to believe that he could be in the closet this whole time. So I don't, my only, my only kind of reticence is about the fact that Jean Grey kind of delved into some dude's mind and figured that out. And that's why all this came about. But, you know, she's a young psychic. Maybe, you know, she doesn't have complete control of her powers or whatever. Um, but there's, and the, the, the kind of overarching narrative of this comic is them, all of the X-Men kind of confronting Old Beast about what he's been doing, and he gets angry. Uh, and then there's some for- dark foreshadowing about the future. Um, I don't know. I, I, I've i read, you've read some of the all-new X-Men in Uncanny, right? I know you've read at least, I know you talked about reading the first couple, tra- first trades? I forget what you said. I, I think what I have is a hardbound collection that collects the first three trades. Okay. Yeah, and I, I haven't read all of it. I've read some of it, and I know most of what happens. Um, it it this seems like a, a good enough wrap up, considering how many loose ends Bendis tends to leave when mm-hmm. he leaves books. He does not necessarily care if everything wraps up in a nice, neat little package, or if every storyline ends necessarily. Um, but I feel like this leaves the X Men in an interesting enough place for whoever's picking them up to. I mean. If you read, if you hear the rumors, it's going to be, for, you know, X Men versus Inhumans, and the way for Marvel to phase out the X Men because they don't have the right, the film rights to them. I don't really know. It hasn't happened yet, so I can't. I'm not going to necessarily speak to what hasn't happened, which a lot of people already have online. <laughs> of course. Mm, of course. Of course, we have to be angry about the thing that hasn't happened yet. But um, I, I, I don't know. It, this is the kind of book where, like, if you like the X Men, I think you like it. It's it, you know it's an X Men kind of book. I, I've I've enjoyed a lot of the Bendis X Men stuff, even though he it does the the flaws in it are all the flaws that people usually pick on Bendis for. But I, I think that it's still like there's interesting things that happened, and I think this book does wrap them up pretty fairly well enough. Uh, I'm a buy. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's a wonderful book, despite yeah. the cargo shorts. And and it's nice to see like a, a nice sampling of all these different artists. Um, you see, like, Fraser Irving is always one of my favorites. 
Mm-hmm. Seeing him draw the X Men is always great. Magneto and Cyclops, you know, bro it out with Havoc standing. Around. Is is Havoc not scarred anymore? His face looks fine. Do they heal that? He's only in like one panel, isn't he? Yeah, but you do see his. It doesn't have scars on. I don't know. They just forgot to draw a horribly mangled face. <laughs> maybe, or maybe they just magic it away. Was that also Kitty in um, in Drax? Yes, she's uh, okay. she is now the Star Lord. She's now Star Lord. That's weird. I mean, I didn't read the Secret Wars. Apparently, that Secret Wars book with her and Peter Quill, because they were dating even mm-hmm. before the Secret Wars. But apparently, that Secret Wars book with them was good. But I'm I only have so much time, and so much money, I cannot read all books. That's but, quitter talk. Quitter talk. Quitter talk. Person with you know bills. Uh, uh bye. Some comicsology crazy. This is it can't handle this double buy. That's what it can't handle. Oh, that's nice, Eric. Mm-hmm. But that is a double buy, as Eric just said. Uncanny X number six hundred. Our next Stealing book. Thunder. It's all right. You take it any time. Oh dearie, dear me. <laughs> Our next book is a uh, monstrous number one, written by Marjorie Liu, art Sana Takeda, letters Russ Wooten. Um, initially I did not buy this book. Uh, and then I saw a lot of bunch, a lot of hype online about it, um, and I saw samples of the art, which is beautiful. Um, and I thought at least it'd be interesting to discuss. Um, I don't know how. I, what do you? How? Tell me your feelings on this book, Eric. I think it is. I mean, obviously, it's incredibly beautiful. I know that's a. It it seems wrong not to just start out with that. I mean, it it's a lot of different influences in here. It makes me think of. Um, Blade of the Immortal, uh, Hiroki Samura, which is one of the great manga artists of like forever and ever. So this is this is top notch stuff. Um, it it holds together and it's interesting enough, but it feels like a lot of story to be mostly wanky world building. Yeah, I don't. I it, it's it. And I don't even know if I, I don't even really have a grasp on necessarily on the world. Mm-hmm. After it's, all this. Uh, it's a lot of things that are being introduced to you and thrown at you really quickly. And, and I mean, none of it's particularly bad. No, it's no, just no. An, it's just an awful, it's an awful lot to have introduced in a short space, even though this is, I don't know, this is like 60 pages or something, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's quite a extended, uh, story. There's, it's like three issues, honestly. Kind yeah, of, kind of comp- it released in as one to kind of, I guess, give you that, give you that handhold, you know, mm-hmm. into the world. But I still don't necessarily feel like I know exactly what anything is happening. Like our mm-hmm. our protagonist is this this uh, I, like I don't even know what her. She's an Arcanum, right? Is that the right word? I I want to say some kind of some kind of like homunculus thing. Yeah, like they're animal human hybrids like and she's the one that appears she's like considered uh desirable because she appears human versus the other ones who have like wings and tails and you know animal ears and all kinds of varying degrees and then you're sure you're sure it's a it's an animal human hybrid i was reading that as it's just some sort of artificial like humanoid thing that's also possible like okay. I said, that's, I that's kind of that's kind I'm of what I was thinking. Sure. But it's it's up in the air. Yeah, and there's there is like a ruling class of witches, magic users at least, who use the body parts of these creatures to fuel their magic and maybe eat. It's or I don't it, that is also not necessarily like they definitely use them for experiments. 
like body parts. Like they, we see them chop up people. Like it's a very kind of disturbing book. Honestly, mm-hmm. there's a lot of kind of uncomfortableness in this. Like I am fairly, you know, I've seen the worst of the worst horror movies and still parts of this made me feel uncomfortable. That's odd because, and I don't really watch a lot of horror movies, but this, I didn't even bat an eye at this book. Okay. What, what disturbed you? Just the memings. Like a lot of it, just like, you know, these innocent little creatures, just arms yeah. and legs chopped off mm-hmm. and it's very brutal. And I, and I, and it works. And I mean, I understand that's what they're going for. They want that reaction. You're supposed to like, feel like, Oh my, this is, and this is their world. Like this is how this world works in a lot of mm-hmm. ways. Um, but. I hesitate to call this bad because it's not. It's beautiful for one. It looks unbelievably right. beautiful, and the story at no point does it. You go like, "Oh, this is clunky," or you know, it. It. I just maybe it's just not for me in a certain way. Uh, I. I. I mean, I do find it interesting, and the, the the writing is nowhere near bad. I do think it's a very strange decision to put swears in this because it does not look like it should have all the swearing that it does yeah i never even thought about that they i mean they say fuck in this a lot yeah and it's they, yeah it's really uh, it's a really unusual decision to me yeah i, I yeah it's and, and that i think I, I think maybe part of it i actually thought about this is maybe the the art because this is an ugly world we're seeing the art is so beautiful yes I, it's a weird kind of clash in my mind where like it's so gorgeous and yet this is really kind of gritty and grim mm-hmm. fighting and, and death and maim maiming and just and, like sexual abuse and all kinds of awful stuff mm-hmm. and yet it's the the art is as gorgeous as anything you'll ever see i don't maybe that is part of it like i don't know how to mesh those together in a certain way i guess it works better because of that in other ways it felt weird like southern bastards like that's what i think of like as a new as a mm-hmm. current comic like it's an ugly world but the art is like jason latour's art perfectly portrays like these gnarled awful men yeah this, this disgusting southern town where everything's corrupt like the art portrays it really well this is a, a very gross world but Everything is beautiful. Mm-hmm. So I don't necessarily know how to think about that. Yeah, every every character is gorgeous and angelic. Except for that one guard. Yeah, and fuck that guy. Down with ugly people. I thought it was a lady. Eh. Either way. It's a guy. It just means humanoid in my mind. <laughs> well, that's, like, other like, other people don't feel that way. It's just, you know. Yeah, like dude. Yeah. Well, dude means maleness to most people. means it to me. But guy is just like you know, human shape. I don't know. It's a weird semantic point to argue. I, I'm going to, I'm going to say that I, I'm a buy on this and I'll mm. probably read more of these as they come out and see how I feel if I want to continue reading it. Uh, but to an average person who looks at this, I think they would like it. And I think I like it enough that I would give it another shot. Uh, in the, like, I don't think I can stress enough. This art is really good. Uh, it's I am I'm actually very uh, I'm frustrated that I've never heard of the Sana Takeda. It's uh, very frustrating that something this good that I find this appealing is completely off my radar. Well, it is not a name I have ever heard before. It's a wide world out there. It is. There's a shitload of people making artwork. So you're a, you're a buyer. But of course. 
As monstrous number one, we are a double buy. Our last comic of the week is James Bond Varger number one. V A R G R capitals. But of course, it's I think it rep, it's some acronym in the 007 verse. Um, this is written by the only. Why is this? Do I still, don't, why is it ask me to update this comic book? Why does this comic book need an update? <laughs> there might have been a. Uh... Something, something corrected. A typo or something. I guess so. Either either that or they had to. He said something nice and they had to retcon it. <laughs> yeah, this is you. You ask why are we reading a? Why is Eric and I reading a James Bond comic? A licensed James Bond comic? Uh, because it's written by Warren Ellis. Yeah, of course um, it was. Art by Jason Masters. Uh, Guy Major colors Simon Boland on letters. Um, this is the supposed to be the Bond from the books. Not the movie Bond. Um, the B- Bond from the books is generally more brutish and uh, dark and rude. Um, although the newish Bond is not that indistinguishable from the book Bond. You know, the one, uh, what's his face? Uh, you know his name, Eric? Actor right now? Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig. His Bond is more similar to this Bond, at least in, not in looks necessarily, but in action. You know, it's like kind of short and not necessarily as charming. Although this Bond can turn on, but it starts with him brutally murdering a man. So that's that's the first thing we see. Um, I don't. Do you have any particular af- affection for James Bond the property? Zero. Okay. I I have I have more uh, I have more interest in Daniel Craig as a style icon than as Bond. Um, I like some Bond. I like the good Bond movies. <laughs> I think that's what are what are the good Bond movies? I don't even know. Um, well, of the Daniel Craig, definitely Casino Royale, his first one. Very good. Mm-hmm. That's a very good movie in general. Not even a good James Bond movie, but it's a, a solid movie. Um, of the, uh, Pierce Brosnan, Goldeneye, I, I liked that. It's not necessarily a good movie, but it's a fun Bond movie. It's very campy. Um, like, not as, but his later Pierce Brosnan movies got really camp and really bad. Um, of course, the Sean Connery Bond movies, there's, most of them are good. Um, Goldfinger. It's probably my favorite, not necessarily mm. best, but it is my favorite of those movies. I haven't seen, I haven't seen all of the, uh, I haven't seen the Dalton or, um, why can't I think of his name? Um, the other Bond, the the one, those two in the middle between Brosnan and uh, and Sean Connery, but I haven't seen those, so I don't know how I feel. Um, I I think it's you know for a spy kind of pastiche, it works very well. You know, having that British, the British kind of charm and you know sex pot misogynist kind of character works fine because it kind of tells a, a, gives you a good shortcut into telling spy stories. Um, and I think, I don't know. I, I, I like this comic. I enjoyed it. It, it looks nice. Uh, I think Warren Ellis did a good job at capturing James, James Bond, uh, whatever that means. Uh, I, I, I don't know if I'm going to read all of Like I'll probably pick up a trade just because Warren Ellis writes it, but I don't know if I'm going to re- be reading this in serialized form. You like this here? I find it tremendously interesting. I don't know that I would have ever picked it up, and I do. I, I mean, I certainly agree with you, and I think Ellis has a, a very solid understanding of the character and the world. And it, I don't know, it works really well. And you know, I think I agree with you yet again that just because it's Ellis, it's worth a look. You know, it's probably worth a trade. But it's just because it's a character I don't give a crap about. I don't know. It makes me want to see stuff from this genre, but per- perhaps not this. I don't know. 
Yeah, it's it's interesting to see Ellis write a spy story that is bound to reality. Because mm-hmm. most of his... He's written plenty of, like, espionage-ish, you know, books. Um, Off the top of my head, Global Operations is sort of like that, but that has a lot of metahuman stuff in it. Um, So it's, you know, it's not straight, like, just a dude, you know, being a spy. Um, It's certainly not any debonair kind of things. Uh, so it's interesting to see him write this... I'm a buy on, I like, if you like James Bond, yeah, this is the best, probably the best James Bond comic you'll find. Uh, if you don't like spy stuff, I, I mean, it's still good, but it has that James Bond pastiche on it. So you're not, you know, it, it, it probably, with any licensed comic, if you don't like the thing it's based on, you're not, you know, not, it might not necessarily bring you on board, mm-hmm. no matter how good it is. I'm a, I'm a buy. And, you know, I, I like James Bond well enough. He's fine. It's fine. Uh, and this comic is good. So I'm a buy just on that. And, you know, the the art's nice. At Warren Ellis is one of my favorite writers, if not my favorite writer. So I'm going to like it. I'm a buy on it. Just not an incredibly enthusiastic one. I'm going to go two out of five on the mush meter. Okay. Uh, not because it's poor, but just... It reflects your tastes. Yeah. I think really that's 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 my only intention there. And that, that's, you know, we're people. We're not... We don't have to be objectiveness is completely objective no i think the whole point is to be is you know it's it's about my subject uh, my subjectivity yeah exactly so you that's a double buy mushmeter 1.0 on james bond varger number one mm-hmm. I, I just like saying varger it's like drauger it is actually yeah a little bit um did you read anything else this week or any other oh man you you pick you picked up a ton of books that i want to read yeah and i bought i, I bought a bunch read all of them i i am actually i'm caught up on midnighter I'm excited um, to see that. That's mid, that's that's mid, some it's that's good. Some good stuff. Midnighter's very good. Actually, I would say it's only getting better. I I imagine so. Uh, I read we got I got the new next issue of Paper Girls. Saw um, that too. Really jealous. Wanted to read it. Had uh, to take a shitload of naps. I would actually. It's I might be trade waiting on Paper Girls. It's oh, really. I think it's going to read much better in trade. I think it's single issues. It's a little, I don't know, slow for my taste. Um, Doc Strange number two, great. Um, I don't think so. But these are all I, tons of good comics came out this week. I know it's exciting. Yeah, it's great. Like it's, it's actually I was talking about this uh, with our our friend, our friend Gary about like uh, he, you know, he asked me to recommend stuff, and I'm like, I don't. There's a lot of stuff I can't. There's not. We don't. I don't have an. I don't, I don't have the time or money to buy all the comics I want. And, you know, there's just so many good ones coming out right now. It's kind of crazy. I don't think anyone is actually saying, like, this is a amazing time to be a comic book fan. Like, there are, um, like, it's a glut of, of comics, no matter what kind of comics you like. There's tons of good stuff coming out. You ready to talk about some video games, Eric? I believe that's that needs to happen. I see that on the schedule, so I think we need to do that. Mm-hmm. On the sketch. Um, with that, Weekly Floppies is over. There'll be more next week, I promise. Um, with that uh, time, our next segment is time for Checking In. Checking In is the part of the show where Eric and I will discuss about what we've been up to during the week. Uh, talk about, you know, make recommendations for books, video games, movies, television shows, whatever. Uh, Eric, I'm, I saw, I just, I, like, when I opened up our Google Doc and saw what you wrote down, I'm very interested about how you experienced this. Um, cause I, 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 I've seen videos of it, but I've not mm-hmm. actually, I want to, I haven't touched it. So tell me about, tell me about this thing. This is a very unusual concept of a video game. 
It is called Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes. Great name. It is a party game. <laughs> it has a component that is a video game. And the other component is there is a manual that you can get on the internet. You can download it and print it. You can do whatever. But the way it works is you have one person. And uh, while it does not necessarily have to be played with a VR uh, visor, that is the way it was designed. That way that person is immersed. Mm -hmm. And what they are given is a complicated bomb that only they can see and they have to defuse. Well, you have two or three or however many people that are reading the manual. You're not allowed to look at the manual and defuse the bomb. And they have to tell you what to do. And they're all the different modules on the bomb. And they get more and more, like, complicated, but, like, they're different puzzles. Like, one of them is Simon Says, mm -hmm. and one of them is just, you know, basic, like, you have wires. How do you cut the right wire? And then another one is you have a button, and it, it might say press, or it might say, uh, you know, destroy, or it might say whatever. And it, depending on what it says in the manual, you'll have to perform a different task. It's... Very interesting, and it's very fun. I really just love the concept of combining, like, a video game where other people are interacting with it by talking to a person. Like, I, that's really fascinating, and it's really brilliant. Did you get to try and defuse the bomb? No. Uh, I was playing, uh, like, if we had recorded earlier, I would not be checking in with this, because I literally played it right before we started recording. Okay. My brother calls me, and he's like, I just got this game. And I want to test it out. And it's really fun. It's really interesting. And you're the first person I thought of when I was playing it. Because it's, it's an excellent game, but it's exactly the kind of thing that you would like. I've watched videos of people playing it. And it looks half fun and half really intense and kind of... Because I, I, like I haven't... The, I watched people, they only had a computer screen. They did not have mm -hmm. VR. Um, mm -hmm. they, they talked about the fact that it was... Uh, the first time they had seen it, it was in VR, and I think mm -hmm. they just put it on Steam because that's obviously a much larger audience. Um, because there's no really a commercially, you know, retail. There's no retail VR yet. There will mm -hmm. be in, in less than a year. You'll have multiple options of VR headsets, but um, even with a computer screen, it still seemed very much intense and very much like. And the they had, you, you know, they they had the people I had seen it had put on too many modules. <laughs> You know, they had set the the settings so that it's probably almost, it was very difficult to succeed. And, you know, and there's this alarm clock that just is sitting there that randomly mm -hmm. goes off. And it looks like a lot of fun. It, it just seems like the, I like it, like you felt, did you, when you were saying party game just now, mm -hmm. when I, if I think of this as a party game, I always think of like quotations around that. Uh, because. Well, it's, I mean, if you played Werewolf or if you played. Yeah. Uh, cards against humanity. It's more that genre of game. Yeah, it's 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 funny. It's it seems like a lot of fun. I just don't know if I could get. I would think it has to be the right kind of party to get to get people to play this because. Well, the nerd parties that we go to, could, I could see. I could true. see our. I could see our crowd meshing just fine with this. I've already. I, I, I've already I talked this, about this with Matt and Melissa. So I'm not. I saw it on Matt's wish list. Yeah. Um. And I. It it seems like a lot of fun. I want to I want to buy it, and try it. Uh, but Fallout Four comes out under uh, under two days, almost under mm -hmm. a day. But at mm -hmm. the time of this recording, by the time you hear this, uh, I'll probably be playing it. <laughs> You'll be dead to the world. 
yeah. So I eventually, I'm sure I'll I'll get this, and we'll poke. We'll probably have a, a get together at some point with our nerdy friends, and we'll play this a you know a handful of times. Everyone gets their chance to try and defuse the bomb. Uh, you want to talk about the rev a little bit? We might as well. Yeah, we 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 went and saw Reverend Peyton's big damn band last night. Uh, this is your second time seeing him, Eric? Third. Third, okay, third time. It's my third time as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, goddamn, can that guy play guitar? Yes, he can. That was not a question. No, not a question whatsoever. <laughs> it's, if ever, like, I, it, it's one of those things where it, you see him once, you see them once, and you go, I, I'm a fan now, and you, mm-hmm. then you go, okay, you, you should go see them. Everyone you know, you kind of go, oh, I'm going to the show. You should go see them too, because they're amazing. Um, you know, they're, I always find it hard to describe the kind of music they play, because, you know, at a surface level, it's just like rocks, rock, blues, blues, rock kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But it's, there's more to it, especially yeah. live, especially live. It's a different energy than you would think. You'd go, oh, I'm going to a blues show. Okay. It's not, it's like a, it's more like a punk show than anything. But I mean, I don't know. The, our, the venue last night was weird. Seeing them at that place was weird to me. Yes, it was incredibly weird. I I am just not comfortable at uh, at Skippers anymore. Like we it's... had, there was several, like a couple different people, I that were around us, our group. Mm-hmm. That are I don't. I'm not sure if they've ever been to an actual concert before. I yes, I don't think they've ever left. They've ever left. Uh... They've never gotten out of their truck before. Yeah, or, yeah and then, you know, there's a, a, a couple that were, there's a couple that, yeah, I don't know, it's just, I don't know. Like, every other show I've seen them at, it's always been, like, a bunch of, like, people our age or younger. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they are fine to get sweaty and jump around a little bit. Uh, and it seemed like a lot of the people there last night were, I don't know, the people who generally stand at the back. And just kind of that was that was uh, I can't remember who it was was whether it was Gabe or Gary, but when I was I think it was at Taco Bus after after the concert, and they were talking about how there was a show they went to at Skippers where there were a bunch of older people that sat at the tables mm-hmm. that were some they were some distance back from the stage, and whenever someone went up front to stand up front, they screamed at them. And said, you can't do that. Get out of the way. You're blocking the way. And that's the kind of crowd that goes to this place, is grumpy, shitty old people that refuse to let anyone else have fun. I mean, like, and I, go ahead. I was just going to say, it is, a, it is a good music venue. It is a good place. The people that go there are assholes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is my first time there, so I did not know what to expect. Kim had kind of, Kim... Uh, kind of giving me a little like, yeah. There's a lot of the, there's weirdos that go there. Uh, and yes, mm-hmm. it, they it, they suck. I've been punched in the face by someone's drunk dad twice. Uh, it, yeah, but uh, still, that does not take away. Like it's in, it's just, it's like magical watching them perform. Mm-hmm. It it it's just every. It makes you just happy. Like I just watch them play, and I'm just, it just makes me happy. Like I can't help but feel joy. Like seeing those, the you know those those three people. Like they they clearly just enjoy what they're doing so much. Yeah. It's 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 really Reverend Payton's big damn band. I suggest every person listening to this please go check them out. Uh, they're they're a, a band that deserves more popularity, more success than they they, mm-hmm. than they have. They they are... they really they really are not that successful. 
I mean, and it's really shameful. I think they're successful for like modern blues acts. Yeah, but that's not much. No, it's not. They're they're absolutely fantastic. I mean, you should listen to their new album. It's on Spotify right now. So delicious is what it's called. Yes, listen to that. And I mean that. I, I don't know. Their their live show is beyond just oh oh that's a good album i enjoy that it's beyond that no it's like i need to oh they're within 50 miles of me i'm gonna go see them Mm -hmm. um absolutely yeah they're great uh i have my own video game to talk about eric Uh uh-oh a very stranger than yours that's good yeah it's a it's i don't know i i feel weird playing it but i really enjoy it anyway uh it is called viscera cleanup detail uh, I saw it on, uh, it was on Steam sale, like, not too long ago. I think it had, came, it just came out of early access. It was, like, $8, and I'm like, okay, I'll buy that for $8, uh, because the premise seemed silly. Uh, it is, okay, like, d- did you ever play Quake? Of course. Okay. Um, or, it's, actually, I think Doom is even a better, I mean, they're, they're, they're of the same ilk. So, you know, th- those games are, are set on space stations, you know, or, or factories or something like that. Imagine you're the janitor who has to go in after all that stuff has gone down and has to clean up. Of course. Like, there you know, body parts everywhere, and gore, and, like, alien goop, you know, and all kinds of, and it's everywhere. And, you know, and you, you have to get rid of all the body parts, and mop up the blood and the gore, uh, and, you know, straighten up the place, put everything where it belongs, and uh, then you get, you, then you clock out, like, and you get graded. And... I, I've never won to play, like, I think the only game that's ever gotten me, those games that seem like work games, mm-hmm. you know, the games that, like, here, you're a farmer, be a farmer for hours, <laughs> that they've never really grabbed me, I think Animal Crossing is only the, the closest thing that has ever really grabbed me, Um, and this is very much like, here, here's a mop, here's, like, a bucket, here's, a, like, a, a big bag, like, you can throw body parts in before you throw that into an incinerator, Um, but... It's really calming, peaceful. <laughs> it just feels nice. Like I just put on like a podcast or I put on like a video on, on my second monitor and I just kind of walk around the space station. And I like, oh, there's blood over there and I mop it up. Oh, there's a, there's a dead body. I, I bet I got to take, the, here's a leg. I put the leg in the bucket. Here's a head. I put the head, you know, and it, like it's, it's almost like a puzzle game a little way. Cause you gotta, you know, you have to do it in a very orderly way or, you know, you'll spread the blood around. Um, you, you know, you, you have to, you have to, you know, have a, like a system. To clean mm-hmm. up everything, you have, you know, there's different little tools they give you to try, you have like a sniffer device that tells you if there's anything, you know, that you haven't noticed that's still around. Um, you know, the settings are different, unique. There's a whole bunch of different maps, quote unquote. They all have different, like a set. One is like a robot, a robot factory where the robots rebelled. <laughs> and then they, they got sentient and started killing people. So there's a whole bunch of like, there's a boardroom where all the, all the, like the, the, the board are dead in pieces Jesus. and you have to put, get rid of, clean them all up. You get like little, there's like notes scattered around the levels that give you like background of what actually happened. And you're, it, it's kind of subversively funny a little bit in that way, but most of it is just being a space janitor. And I don't know. It's, it, it's, it's still, I think it's off sale, but I think it's only $10 or something like that. It's in the Unreal Engine. So it looks, it looks nice, even though it's a little janky here and there. Like the physics are a little funny, but I don't know. I, I, it's a strange thing to say, yeah, you should go play the space janitor game, but I like, it's fun. I, and it's gonna, you know, it tied, it tied me over. Fallout 4 comes out as previously mentioned very soon. Uh, 
it's kind of tied me over for that. Like, it's just a kind of nice, like I'm, you know, I worked all day. I got, you know, I, I had podcast work I had to do or something, something, you know, chores, whatever. And I just want to sit down get a drink, clean up some gore in a space station. I don't think you'd like it, but it's, I, I it's fun. I, I don't, I don't know. The, those kind of games don't really bother. They don't really bother me that much. I mean, I've, I have played an awful lot of, uh, Harvest Moon in my life. Yeah, it's this. It, I, this doesn't look that. It, I don't know. It doesn't have a lot of character. It is kind of funny though. There is. There's a little bit of character in there. Like all the robots in the robot factory, every single one looks like a famous robot from a movie. You know, there's okay. like there's ones like a T1000. One is like the giant loader from Aliens. You know, they all have. You know, there's different ones. Um, I and they. You know, all the different levels are. It's really funny. Have like an estimated time of completion. Like one level. Oh, this one will take you 45 minutes. This one will take you an hour. It's just fun. I, I, it's more fun than cleaning up my house. Well, I know I do a lot of avoiding that. Yes, exactly. Uh, uh, before we move on to Punisher, I do have a podcast to recommend. Also, it's it's about video games. That's that is your way. Uh, it's called the Psychology of Video Games podcast. Um, it it's really interesting. I really like it. It's it explores kind of all the stuff that you know what drives decisions in making games in in how and how we play games and i that's endlessly fascinating to me you've mentioned it a little bit before um with uh what's the name you're of that? not so smart as you, the podcast you, correct you are not so smart i never like i can get like the loose pattern of those words but i always forget the exact well, just, just think about what i say to you every day oh true that's a good that's a like a a good mimetic device good mnemonic device also true yes uh and this is it's related (laughs) to that but it's you know it's tightly focused on video games but the 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 uh the the host is is a psychologist and writes about this all the time and he has different people who are doing different studies and and, you know related to video games and it's endlessly fascinating to me the most recent one was about microtransactions and envy and you know the he had a, a researcher on who was like who had done research and shown that people in a game where you can either earn something by just playing the game by grinding or or by just buying it outright people inherently dislike the person that buys it without you know with not that doesn't do the grind and they discuss that a lot and it's very interesting i like it, you know there, there's i think there's eight episodes out I, i'm not sure if there's a regular i can't i have not been able to figure out a regular schedule on it or not it's kind of one of those things where you know it's not necessarily gonna come out it doesn't come out every week every monday or something but I, of all the all the ones i've listened to i really enjoy it um, it's like dan carlin yeah kind of just comes out whenever yeah and you just go oh another one all right mm-hmm. um it's I, like there are eight episodes yes currently correct interesting but i would i anyone who likes video games and once likes to think about you know, why the why behind decisions and, and how, you know, why you feel a certain way when you play a certain kind of game, things like that. Definitely check it out. It's, it's, a, it's really interesting, really clever and fun. And the, the, the host is, he's a, he's a, he is a gamer. They, all the people that play are all gamers. You know, they're, they like video games a lot and that's why they kind of got into their, this field of psychology. So the, the psychology of video games podcast. Let's check it out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What's you want to talk about Punisher some more, or yeah, or sure, or some we haven't talked about it yet today. We have talked about him in the past, Frank Castle. Yep, we've even talked about Frank and Castle. We have talked about. I love Frank and Castle too. I know. <laughs> uh, so checking in over for now, for now, 
for now. For now. It is time for our final segment. It is time for Nerd Boy Book Club. Nerd Boy Book Club is the part of the show where Eric and I will assign a longer collected work like you do in a book club. Um, but for this week, we are doing Punisher Max, the first three trades, issues 1 through 18, written by Garth Ellis. Uh, if I can get the, all the artists up here, I can read them off in sequence. Um, the first uh, first trade, first through six issues, is Louis LaRosa, 7 through 12, Leandro Fernandez, and 13 through 18, Dougie Braithwaite. Um, I really like Punisher Max, in, in particular, Garth Ennis' Punisher Max. Um, I don't, rereading it, I still really like it a lot. I can see a little bit more flaws than I did the first time, mm-hmm. but I still don't care. It's I really like it a lot. I like this Punisher. It really feels like the right. It, like I feel like Garth Ennis has a good solid handle on Frank Castle, especially he absolutely does. Especially a Frank Castle where you know they can show brutal murder and torture and mm-hmm. have cr- as much cursing as they want. It's, I it, okay, Eric. You made a. I mentioned Punisher last night, and you made a face at me. What, I did. What, what explain? I mean, it's it's not that this is bad as much as you say I really like this, and I don't understand that. I mean, I think it is, and I am reacting to three trades, mm-hmm. and I think they are good. You know, this is this is Die Hard. Yes, this is Die Hard that, that can you know show more, you know, more gruesome killing. And I don't know. I'd say that the language is probably it's it's a little bit more explicit, you know, like this. I I can't imagine a Die Hard movie with a woman talking about getting wet. No, that that is uh, that is usually frowned upon, even in 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 an R-rated movie. It's just sort of not done. No, sexuality is not allowed in in film. Well, you can you can show lots of nude women, but you can't talk about a woman. Like uh, becoming aroused. Not allowed. No, I. The thing that I immediately compared this to mm-hmm. is Fury Max, yeah. which I thought was excellent. Yes, and I think that we're going to get some of that, but these three trades are not that. Okay. I think Frank Castle is a hugely unlikable character in this. Oh yeah. I think he's repugnant. I think that he's awful in this. I just, I don't know. He's flat and monstrous and completely unredeeming. And I'm sure we'll see more interesting things as we go along. I just, I don't know. I I can't take joy in just watching a scumbag kill a shitload of scumbags. What is your, when you think of Frank Castle, what do you think of? Like, what do you, as the character, like, what do you, how do you define him? Do you you want my sort of synopsis of the Punisher? No, I don't well, understand. Necess- I don't. I don't understand. A, no, his his character traits. What do you think of like as like you say this version of him is repugnant? This this is. I mean, he is. He's not. You're not. I don't think you're supposed to think he's a no, good guy. This, this this Punisher is if Rorschach was six foot five and invincible, <laughs> and a, and a Vietnam veteran. Yes. That that's who this is. He like, is he is black and white. Does not care. He's got his own code, and he fucking murders people if they go outside it. I'm I'm just asking, like, 
without this, like when you think of the Punisher, when you think of Frank Castle, the -hmm. character, like name, how do you, would you, would you describe him? Not necessarily his backstory or anything like that, but how would you describe him in general? Like in your mind, your, 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 your head cannon for the Punisher. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, he is not a nice guy. He is not a very, he is not liked like the the scene that I always think of is the one that was in Civil War mm-hmm. where he shows up with like dying Spider-Man and everyone's like, oh, fuck, no, get out of here, Punisher. We don't like you. You can't sit with us. <laughs> um, and he refuses to hit Captain America back. Yeah, Captain his, America like, yeah. beats him up after he uh, kills Jack O'Lantern or, you know, a couple mm-hmm. sealess villains. He shoots them right like on sight and P- Captain America beats the shit out of him and he refuses to fight back not he won't hit captain america right and i think that that is that's one of his more noble moments but i do i do see him as that kind of character that he is deeply principled just like rorschach (laughs) so i think they're very similar i i think why i like this so much Mm -hmm. and and I, I've said this before, where like I think this this is my favorite Garth Ennis thing. I don't when I say favorite, I don't necessarily mean best. Yes. A lot of people when they say favorite, they mean best. I do not. I this is not the best thing Garth Ennis has written. Uh, Preacher is probably the best thing he has written. I think I like Fury Max better than Preacher, even though Preacher's excellent. No, I well I think Fury Max is probably it's much shorter. Mm-hmm. And much more concise, and it tells it. It is. It does what it's trying to do. Uh, Preacher, yes. Preacher is trying to do a lot, and in- Preacher does do a lot. I'd say it's the most important, but I think that Fury Max is the best. Well, what I've read, no, that and that's yeah. That I mean, that's I think that's fair. I think Preacher yeah. tries to like it's going for something really mm-hmm. big, mm-hmm. and it delivers on some of it. Some of it, I think, it falls a little flat, but it and it was very important, like you said. You know, in the nineties, there wasn't many good yeah. good comics um i like this the best i this i don't know i don't know i don't i'm not sure if i ever as frank castle i'm not sure if i've ever liked frank castle really i, I can't i like i think back to like frank castle when i read his like the punisher comics you know in the, in the, the when there were four ongoing punisher comics there was a time when there were four simultaneous ongoing punisher comics and I, you know, I was a, a kid that was probably shouldn't have been reading Punisher comics, but I was anyway. Um, and I don't know if I necessarily ever liked Frank Castle. I liked the dumb action of, of it and like the fact, you know, he, you know, the weird obsession with like weapons and like, do you remember those comics of the Punisher where they just had like him describing his arsenal? Yes. Yes. It, I, I own those. Why? I own, I don't own any guns. I grew up in a household that had one rifle that was fired only at a snake. Like, I was not in like that, I, we, I was not brought up in a gun culture. Like, I, you know, I, I just liked this idea of this crazy one man army that somehow didn't get killed by, despite the fact he faced off against an infinite amount of criminals. Um, I agree with you that this Frank Castle is a, a at, at best a dick. And at worst, a, a monster. Uh, like, he shoots his former partner straight in the face with a shotgun. To be fair, his former partner shot him in the face first. That's true. So With a shotgun. Stun rounds, though. Yeah. No, he 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 got the worst end of it. He yes. fucking ended up dead. <laughs> yes. No more microchip. Yeah. He, he's gone now. Um, mm-hmm. And, I don't know, it, 
it works for me, and this has been described elsewhere like this, but in the fact that, yes, Punisher is a bad guy, but everyone else is worse, for the most part. Uh, you know, like, all these people are that, I don't, I, I, I'm trying to think back to what's after this. And these are, de- this is not the highlight of the Punisher Max run, I would say. Um, his definitely, the, when, when the Man of Stone comes back, when we see Barracuda, I think that's really the highlights of this. And when we get to that, we can discuss that. Um, but even then, like, here we see a little bit of that Garth Ennis just making ridiculous villains that are also terrible people. Mm-hmm. Like, and you see a little, like, a, like the stuff that he did in Preacher, where he made those, you know, re- villains that are often so inept that they're comical. You know, the Snidely Whiplash type thing, mm-hmm. but more grotesque. Like the, the Irish dude who doesn't have a face. It's a very, it's a very Garth Ennis character. Yeah. Blew off his own face making a bomb. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, and then of course he loses his mask. So he has to like tape his face on, you know, it, it there's that, I guess that because this isn't trying to do what Preacher was doing, you know, Preacher kind of had thematically had bigger things to say. And this is not necessarily going, I, I feel like I don't, do you feel like this is trying to go for something? Like you think it, or even that it should about Frank Castle? I don't know. I feel, I don't know. I, I prefer stories that are more about character. Okay. This is, this is more about, this is a lot about the villains and the scenario mm-hmm. and the people that he's interacting with. And none of them particularly interest me that much. It's just all excuses for one guy to have to just to do amazing, ridiculous shit. Yeah. And I I agree with you for that. For the, the villains in this in these three arcs in particular are you, we'll see more of the the Russian general guy later on. Yeah, he was he was very interesting. He's and he gets better as good later on. He's and I that's and like when I got to this, I wanted to keep reading because I remembered how great he gets and is how interesting he is and stuff. But that's later on, and we're reading these. Um, I agree with you that or these. I mean, the first one is just like mobsters, you know. Yeah, I I like the one that one you know the tiny the tiny hard ass guy mm-hmm. who doesn't die. Oh yeah, he was uh, where he like fucking jumps out the window and like skateboards on the guy while he's impaled on the wall, and then he breaks off from that and is yeah. not dead. <laughs> he's not dead, and he like he fucking like shoots him in the head with a shotgun, and his head's all gone, and he's still walking a couple <laughs> he's still steps. Walking, I'm like, that's fucking so hardcore. And that's, I think that's why I like this. It, you're, you, you were 100% correct, and this is not character driven, really. I, at least not yet. I, I mean, I, I haven't read, I, I'm trying to play, remember, like, I, I feel like I, there's more heart to it later on, even though saying that is a little weird because this is a dark, awful s- set mm-hmm. of stories. It, and it is, and, and Frank Castle in this is not really, he's like a force of nature. Yes. He's like a hurricane. Or like a flash flood or a fire or something. He's not necessarily something that he, I don't, I think he's fairly static through all this. And I, I mean, I, I just don't ever think of Frank Castle. And like, I think Frank, Frankencastle stands apart from a lot of Punisher for that reason. In that there is kind of an arc to Frank Castle in that. This is kind of the, the yin to that yang, I guess. Where this is much like Garth Ennis setting up so that Frank Castle can put him down. What do you think about the art? I like the first and third arcs a lot. The the one with the uh, 
the 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 IRA. Yeah, the Irish, the Irish game yeah. one. It was uh, sort of not my cup of tea. I mean, it wasn't terrible, but it did not interest me, and it kind of took me out of it. It was the hardest one to read because it had a a zillion characters and a bunch of like convoluted stuff going on and. In the end, the story's pretty simple. It did not need as many people. It, it it did not need to be as peopled as it was. Yeah, there's a lot of, like, there's, oh, look, all these five gangs, and then there's leaders of all the gangs, and all those other gangs have mm. different members, and then there's this whole side story about this old dude who used to be, a like, a butcher of people, mm-hmm. <laughs> and now it's a, they're bringing it back. A, yeah, there's a lot. It's of- a weird mess. There's... the. It would have made for three to five very uninteresting trades. It's way too much for six issues, and it's not particularly interesting. I think it's easily the low point. And yeah. I, don't, I, I don't know. I, I was not particularly high on any of it. No, I, I yeah, it's, I, I think that, I think that these, this first story does start out being very, because I understand what your, what your viewpoint when you say that, it's just a, a monster killing other monsters because in contrast to Ke- Frank Castle, these people are, you know, they're gang bangers or they're gangsters. You know, they're, you know, they're not necessarily like the worst of humanity. Sure. They're criminals and sure. They're doing bad stuff, mm-hmm. but most of them are, you know, run of the mill bad guys. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to look at the next, uh, you know, you've already had experience with Barracuda as a character. Yes. Barracuda is not a run-of-the-mill bad guy. Mm-hmm. And, I don't know. I, I think that this is a kind of a warm-up. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 I don't know if it's Garth Ennis just kind of introducing this stuff, or, you know, he, I, I, I don't know, like him kind of starting Frank Castle off with stuff we're familiar with, you know, him in New York just murdering drug dealers and gangsters and stuff. If, okay, I'll ask you this. If you were coming into this cold without me telling you, like, you just picked this up, you know, because, hey, I like the Punisher. I like Garth Ennis. Let me check this out. If you had gotten to this point, would you continue, knowing that there's more? Uh, no. Okay. If I had read these three, particularly this this second trade, no. Okay. I would not I would not be that interested. First and, and third one, they're not terrible. I mean, they're, they're worth reading. Particularly, because I don't think I would have known when these came out. I don't. I might not have had it on my radar who Garth Ennis was. I might not have cared at all. Two thousand or when it started. Yeah, I might. I might not have cared. I mean, I remember when these came out because I was really big on Tim Bradstreet at the time, who did many of these covers, not yeah. necessarily all of them. No, but a lot of them. Yeah. Um, and I was I was very interested in his work at the time, but. Um, yeah, this Mother Russia story is way more convoluted than it needs to be as well. Still very good, though. No, I, I think, think it... No, go ahead. Go, go ahead. What were you going to say? I was going to say that I think, yes, it's... The Mother Russia stuff is where it begins to get more interesting because mm-hmm. it's Punisher out in his element. Mm-hmm. And that is the best of this is all about him not in New York, you know, just being what we know about the Punisher. Like, that's... Like, yeah, I think Mother Russia of these three is definitely the strongest because it's like, oh, Frank Castle being like a, the Green Beret kind of thing think of him as, even though we never mm-hmm. see it necessarily. Um, and I think we, we can, I'll, let me, I'll bring this up and then we can come back to it in next week and the week after. And then I think there's a sense of escalation that Garth Ennis mm-hmm. is trying to place in this where it's very much like, okay, 
the and you said it already. Like he's invincible mm-hmm. in this. Like it. Like we see him get shot point blank range with a shotgun in the gut. Yeah, the, I was talking about that exact scene earlier, to where he says, "Well, that's a rib gone, not broken, gone." <laughs> and no mention of that anywhere else. No, after I'm fairly certain that any a man that loses a rib does not function nearly as well as he used to. No, no. And I, I, I'm not sure. I think Garth Ennis is, does, Garth Ennis always is always about, you know, how he hates most superhero stuff. Mm -hmm. And I, but I think he does actually, I mean, he uses that to his advantage a little bit in this where, you know, Frank Castle gets injuries that would basically incapacitate a human for the rest of their life. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was going to say any, anything that happens to him on any page is a career ending injury in the NFL. Yeah. Like, oh, well, I'm going to be, uh, staying at home forever. Yep. That's going to end my uh, going outside life without, like, mm-hmm. it, without assistance, at least. And he just kind of, oh, the next page, it's kind of forgotten. Or the next comic, it's forgotten, at least. And I think in that way, it is very much looking into that, oh, it's back to the status quo, reset a little bit. You know, he can, we forget all the stuff that, got, how he got hurt before this part. Even though he is one grizzled dude mm-hmm. in this comic. And I think that's the thing I really like about it. I think that... Because the Punisher now, like the current modern day Punisher, was not is not a Vietnam vet. He, you know, yeah, he, he, can't, he can't be. It's impossible. He would be way too old. This Punisher is in his fifties. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's it was seen like in some art you can they they put out at the time some promo stuff. It said he was born in nineteen fifty. So at the time he was at the time of this publishing, it means like they had him be his actual age, which is. You know, in his mid fifties, he is just a dude in his mid fifties that is like made out of iron and is tough as nails, and you know, is invincible. Uh, and I like that because I think that ties back to the nostalgia I have for the Punisher. In that I, when I was reading the Punisher, he was a Vietnam vet who came back, and you know, the whole backstory, his family's killed, and all that stuff. And you know, I okay. Do you think the Punisher as a character works? As well, when it's not the when it's not the Vietnam War he went to. I don't know. I, uh, I mean, I think you can make it work, but I think that you know Vietnam, you're tied into. All, there's a lot of feelings there. Yeah, you know all the all the POWs, and you have the fact that it was you know such an unjust and unpopular war, and. I mean, it's you're already starting out with stuff that's emotionally loaded. Yeah, I think that you know what is he an Iraq veteran? Basically, yeah. I think. I think I think that I don't know. The military is a little bit different. It's a different operation then. Yeah. I mean, the stories that come back from Vietnam. I mean, they're as horrifying as anything in these comics. No, yeah, I, and like we saw that in Fury Max. Yeah. Yeah, and that, I feel like, and there's plenty of awful shit going on in the Middle East, in our... Mm-hmm. No doubt. In our involvement, but it's not mythic. You know, mm-hmm. there's no kind of legend built up around it. It is cold, stark news stories about us killing civilians with drones or whatever. Um, because Vietnam took place in a time when, you know, the news cycle was not 24 hours where there weren't people, you know, there weren't as much attention to it. There was boring 
stories about, like, Apocalypse Now is, you know, a, a, there's multiple, tons of movies about it, and about the the myths and legends kind of about, you know, going to war in this jungle and all that. Um, and I that is tied up in Frank Castle. And seeing the Vietnam vet Frank Castle, this old, grizzled dude, like, and I think it, it very much is... You talk, you talk about it being a monster and stuff. I feel like that is entrenched in the fact that he is a dude in his fifties still waging this, this improbable war. Like, like yeah. everything micro, microchip says to him is exactly 100% correct. Like, what are you doing? It doesn't matter how many you kill. It will never end. There will always be more people, more criminals, more people rushing in to fill this gap, to sell drugs, to do what all these nefarious things. You know, there's no point in waging this war. Um, and his age, I like it. It like I don't. It reminds me of the kind of the Dark Knight Returns Batman, where he's an old grizzled guy and kind of has lost a lot of his heart. But I I get. I don't know. I understand the 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 hesitance. It's a strange. Like I, I when I think I think when I think about this when I talk about like I like this so much I don't think about these stories necessarily. I think a little bit about the silo stuff. I think that's a lot of I like, enjoy that a lot, just because of the kind of the the how they escape and all that. I think that's mm-hmm. fun. But the first two couple stories, are, they're okay. I like Frank Castle being. I like the Die Hard. I like the the dumb, just dumb murder. Him just shooting people, you know, mowing down a field of mafiosos with a like a mini gun or whatever, mm-hmm. fifty cal, whatever it is. I don't know, the fet- the it's a, that's another unique Punisher thing, like the fetishism of guns. Yeah, it's weird that I it's weird that I like it. Like I don't understand. Like it's just, like I, I think I think it's just it's just a weird, stupid like gender role thing. You know, it. I, I mean, when my dad bought me a pistol, mm-hmm. you know, I went out to the range and shot with it, and I even took a class. Well, that's responsible. I mean, it yeah, yeah. That was part of it, but I mean, there's something to it, you know, and it makes you feel like a dude, and it's a good thing for the most part. I don't know those those books that you're describing are interesting. This I just think is I don't know. It's a little gross to me. Yeah, I think it is. I I think it's weird. You know, we're talking about you know a a guy that gets shot and his rib vaporized. <laughs> And we're like, we're, I, I don't know. I don't particularly want to look to that as any sort of model of anything. And it's just a little, uh, the, 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 so much of what happens in these books is just grotesque. It is. And unusual. And I just, it's just, ugh. I don't know. In, in Fury Max, as opposed to this, I mean, it was a lot about the, the scenario and about the history and, how he dealt with it and also how the other characters in the story, you know, they, they went through all those years as well and how it changed them. And I thought it really had a lot of heart. It was really saying something. Yeah. And these seem to be saying Frank Punisher is an invincible badass over and over. And I, I don't know. I mean, I don't need to hear that story over and over. It just doesn't, it doesn't interest me that much. I'm interested to see how you feel this weekend. Yeah, I can't imagine that they stay as weak as this. I, I mean, it, I don't want to put too much out there before we read it, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but a lot of it is about the villain, whatever the villain is. 
Yes. I think that that's, that's pretty key to making Frank Castle more, either more interesting or more whatever. Yeah. Yeah. He's always going to be a bad guy, but when you put him against someone who's even worse, well, then it's, yeah. You get contrast there. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it, it, it's more interesting when he has a line. You can see that line that, you know, oh, this is what separates him from them. Yeah. Yeah. And when it's, you know, yeah, that dude blowing up a bar is bad, but he mows down hundreds of, hundreds of people. So it's, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, you know, it's, and the, you know, they, they give you cold hard numbers about yes. how many people Frank Castle has killed in the hundreds if, and thousands. So, yeah. And he very much is the stoic, you know, Clint Eastwood type in this. Mm-hmm. There's that, there's that one picture of him where he looks exactly like Clint Eastwood. Mm-hmm. And it's not dynamic. Mm-mm. No, no, it's not intended to be. No, um, but I'm actually I'm excited to keep reading mm. because I know I know what comes up. At least I have my memory. It was a few years ago at that point, but I I still really like this a lot. I I I mean, and and as, despite how weak this was, I still enjoyed it. I still was excited about. I wanted to keep going, but I'm like, I need to. I can't read everything now. I need to wait and have it fresher when I'm before I discuss it. So, oh. <sighs> Anything else? Mm-hmm. Anything? I, 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 we've been talking about this for a bit now. Yeah, this is uh, this has been a chatty episode. We also there's going to be some Goron Parlov coming up. I'm looking forward to that. He is he is uh, he's very good. Yeah. Um. I think that's think I'll do it for this week. I'm feeling pretty confident about it. Okay. Uh. So next week we are going to be reading the next three volumes, four, five, and six. Uh, collecting Punisher Max 19 through number 36. Uh, that'll be up is down and black is white the slavers and barracuda where there you go we will see barracuda where this is where he originally was this is before fury max um chronologically although when we see him in fury max it is much earlier but you understand yes yes um so 19 through 36 volumes four five and six uh, punisher max by garth ennis we let's see they'll be by landra fernandez and goron parloff uh, and that will wrap us up. We are the Hands of Boys Comics Hour. You're for news review. Oh, why am I reading that? Why am I saying that again? That's the beginning. That is the beginning. I am... We'll record another episode. <laughs> oh my, I can't. Can't do that. We we are the Hands of Boys Comics Hour. You can find us at handsofboyscomicshour.com. Find us uh, on iTunes. If you like the show, please rate, review, subscribe to us. Give us a five-star review. Uh, it'll only take you a few moments, and it really helps us out. helps new people find the show. We really appreciate that. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Hour. Like us there. You can follow us on Twitter at HBCHour. Uh, and you can email us at handsofboyscomics at gmail.com. Any of those places, reach out to us. Uh, tell us what you want to want us to read, what you think about uh you know what we've said about certain issues you know we'd like to we'd like to hear from you guys you can find me online on twitter at mixmaster shield that's m-i-x-m-a-s-t-e-r-c-e-r-e-a-l eric where can they find you online what a wonderful question you can see my portfolio by going to freewillunlimited.com and you can see most of the things i get up to online by going to ericzgoodnight.com that includes my Instagram, where I am Easy Goodnight, and you can get me on Twitter. I am at Mr. Bad Example, spelled M R Bad Example. With that, folks, we will call today. Have a good one. Rock and roll.